Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Vinyl Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. I'm Jeff Chrysler. And I'm Tony Henry. And this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. Oh, wonderful show. Oh, my God, I love our show. And you too, Jeffers, amazingly. You're seemingly very chipper, Tony, my man. What's got into you? Has a royal made another fearful blunder? No, no, nothing like that. Did something terrible happen to Sean Spicer I didn't hear about yet? I wish, I wish, but no, no, nothing like that. Then why, Tony, at your advanced age, you are so very old? Why are you so full of beans? Because, Jeffers, because next Wednesday is the Ides of March. Okay, so why is that making you frisk about like a baby goat on crank? Because on the Ides of March, you never know. You never know. You can only hope. You never know what? Hope what? What disastrous event might occur. And that is making you ecstatic? Jeffers, didn't you take classics at Bob Jones University or wherever you flunked out? As a magna cum laude graduate of Princeton, I do have some familiarity with the classics. It bleep... Wait a minute. This is coming into focus. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, Jeffers, come on. Would the name Julius Caesar ring a bell? Possibly. Or any would-be tyrant with a preposterous hairstyle. Tony Baloney, you're not thinking, hoping, wishing that the Ides of March happens to our orange leader? Great God, no, Jeffers. What are you saying? You think we live in a banana republic? Perish the thought. I, I think it's time we simply announce that this is... The, the Final, Final Edition, Edition Radio, Radio Hour. Hour. The scene, a room deep in the bowels of the Mar-a-Lago estate, where a wounded and weakened Donald Trump is surrounded by weeping courtiers. Stop it. Stop the crying. I don't need tears. I need help. Can't you see what's happening? Amorosa, bring me the mirror. Yes, Mr. Trump. Here you are. Oh. My. God. Look what he's done to me. My face, bright tangerine, while my eyes are gray like used ashtrays. He's a demon. Who's a demon, sir? Obama. 
First it was the wiretaps, then he found a way to enter my brain. That's why I needed the orange cream. It had properties to fend off his spells and incantations. But he found a way around it. My eyes! He entered through my eyes! No, please stop. Mr. Trump, don't talk like that. That's why you're here, Amorosa. He's running around inside my head right now, like one of those jigaboos from the Looney Tunes cartoons about jungle cannibals doing his cannibal dances and playing the teeth of a hippo like a xylophone. Help me, Amorosa! What can I do? You know that jungle mumbo-jumbo. Do something with a monkey paw or a black cat bone or something. Cast a counterspell. Sir, I don't know any. Enough, mud woman. Get out! <laughs> hey, she can't be trusted. She's one of them. Kellyanne, you're pure. Come, bring your face close. I'm so weak. Kellyanne, you've never refused me anything. Well, of course not, Mr. Trump. The real question isn't if Obama is in your brain, but what is Congress going to do about it? That's why people don't trust the media. That's why Democrats lost. So why can't they get over it? You know that every... Ah! Enough! Jared! Quick! Snap her neck! Yes, Father! The question isn't whose neck gets snapped. We should be asked... Good boy, Jared. She served her purpose. My boy, you gotta drive this demon Obama out of my skull. Use some of your funny hat, hair and ringlets, magic chanting. Strap one of those weird little boxes under your forehead. It's called a tefillin, father. Who cares, you fucking heap? Just do some kind of judo voodoo. Father, you misunderstand the ancient covenant. Wrong. Out. And keep your kosher sausage out of my daughter from now on. Daddy! Ivanka, you and Bannon... Come to me. I am here, my leader. It was like you said, Stephen. Jared couldn't be trusted. Judenmannführer. Yeah. Plus he was Jewish. Stephen, I'm giving you my daughter. Daddy! Try to breed little Donald Trumps with her. I do it myself. But she's not as hot as she used to be. Besides, so tired. Daddy! I can't do it with Steven. It's not right. What? Oh, yeah. Bannon, shower and shave first. Everything about you screams germs. Now listen carefully, you two. I want you to place me in a hermetically sealed glass box and put me in the Capitol Rotunda. Daddy, no! That way, all my followers can file past every day, look down, and give me their respects. Daddy, don't die. Who said anything about me dying, you dimwit twat? I'll be alive the whole time. The glass case will shield me from germs. In the meantime, I've still got Obama inside my head. If I start giving people affordable health care... Kill you? Nah, let me do it. It'll be fun just to fuck with Paul Ryan. O.J. Simpson could be released from prison as early as October. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? I mean, the Simpsons really haven't been good in like 15 to 20 years. I'm really glad that Ford discontinued the Bronco. They replaced it with the Ford Escape. At least he's still got somebody waiting for him on the outside. 
Ron Goldman's father. I'm just happy I don't have to do those conjugal visits anymore. Someone better alert Cato, because now someone's going to sleep on his couch. So he was in prison for stealing back his own stuff. So what did we learn? That you can murder someone, but a trophy stealing is not okay. That is not okay. Not okay. Fuck with trophy wives. Don't fuck with trophy trophies. I think Trump's going to give him a job as head of a woman's shelter. I heard the New England Patriots are going to actually bring O.J. Simpson back to football to replace Aaron Hernandez. But, like, what other things can we bring up randomly 17 years later? I hear pogs are coming back. Sorry, uh, my AOL says I have mail. But he used to promote Hertz, but now he just drives for Uber. You're listening to the Game Show Radio Network, and yes, that's really a thing. Now it's time to get patriotic and play Earn That Green Card. Please welcome your host, Mark Marksmirk. Hello and welcome to Earn That Green Card, the only game show where contestants play in hopes of winning an actual legal green card and be able to stay living in the greatest place in the country, the United States. Let's meet our players! Ming-Na Su is originally from Beijing, China, and she wants to live in the U.S. to one day open her own designer dress shop. Mohammed Iri Akbar is from Western Pakistan and loves all things American. He's here with dreams of someday working for Google. All right, are you guys ready to play? Let's do it. Okay, let's begin. Earn that green card. Now, Mingna, you won the backstage coin toss, so that means you get to answer first. Here you go. First question. Name any body of water that touches the United States. Um, the Pacific Ocean. That's right. And you just got yourself 100 American points. Muhammad, next question. Name the exact population of Springdale, Ohio. Wait, I've never even heard of that place. Well, it's in Ohio. Okay, um... I have no idea. Oh, I'm sorry. The correct answer was 11,216. Very easy, Muhammad. Uh, Why did I get such a hard question and she got an easy one? Well, that's just how the random question generator makes the cards. Ming-Na, next question. Here we go. Name the most recently retired president of the United States. And for sake of syndication, it is 2017. Ex-President Barack Obama. That's right! We didn't need his first name, but since you said it, that's double the points for you. You're 300 points in the lead. Muhammad, come on, you got to work a little bit harder. But here you go with the next question. What year did Christopher Columbus land on Plymouth Rock? What? He didn't. The Pilgrims did. You heard the question, Muhammad. But he landed on Watling Island in the Bahamas thinking it was Asia, in 1492. Oh, I'm sorry, the correct answer was 1620. That's when the Pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, not Columbus. Shut up, sorry, the cards don't lie, and those points go to Ming-Na. What? Okay, this game is totally being unfair to me. It's because I'm from Pakistan, isn't it? That's crazy. We would never do do that. Uh, Yeah, actually, his questions are definitely noticeably harder than mine. 
Oh, that's 500 points for you, Ming-Na. But you didn't even ask her a question. Well, the question was going to be state an opinion about this current game show, even if it's totally incorrect. That's not a question. Well, maybe you should quit your complaining, Muhammad, and try to come back with the next question here. Is it going to be incredibly difficult and obviously harder than one of hers? Nope. Okay, then. Here we go. For 1,000 points, name Greta Markston's favorite meal. Who is Greta Markston? You heard the question. Well, I have no idea what that obscure reference is, but I'm going to blindly and randomly guess salad. She likes salad. Wait, I got it right? Well, the correct answer is salad. And for the record, Greta Markston is my great aunt. So I win then. And how's that a question about the U.S.? Well, Greta lives in the United States, and you also don't win. Why not? I got the most points. Because since you asked two follow-up questions to our one question, it erases your most recent answer, and Ming-Na gets all the points! Oh, come on! This game is so racist! Oh, but you're not going home empty-handed, Muhammad. Nope, we're giving you a one-way ticket back to Pakistan and a heavily armed security escort to make sure you get to the airport on time. Whatever, I'll just go back to my apartment and start packing. Nope, you're going right now! Get out of this country! We don't want you here! Thanks for watching Earn That Green Card, the only game show where you can win a permanent stay in America or get the hell out of your Muslim. Good night! The Final Edition Radio Hour takes you to the Oval Office, where President Trump is meeting with Vice President Pence. Sir, you called? Yes. Now, who are you? I'm Pants. You're not me? No, I'm me. If you're not me, I'm not interested in you. Sir, have you taken your narcissistic personality disorder medication? I don't need that. There's only one cure for MPD. What's that? Firing Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can only do that once, sir. I found something else, Prince. Pence, sir. I was wiretapped by President Obama in Trump Tower. You were spied on by your predecessor? Not my predecessor, Obama. Don't use bigly words around me. Do you have any proof, something that would corroborate your story? I don't have a story. I saw it on Breitbart. So you don't have any evidence to show that Obama wiretapped you? I have this high-tech monitoring device. It's connected to someone named Alexa. Oh, Donnie, your hands are so big. This is the Amazon Echo. Where did you get this? The Trump Tower gift shop. The deal I made was huge. Sir, if you accuse Obama without proper evidence, you can be impeached. Says who? The Constitution of the United States. Well, I've never read it. The only thing I've ever read is the copy of Mein Kampf I used to keep by my bed. That may not be enough to save you, sir. Thanks, Mr. Trump. I'm not Mr. Trump. You're Mr. Trump. That's the old narcissistic personality disorder talking again, Prince. I want you to fire Arnold Schwarzenegger again. Celebrity Apprentice at ratings low with new host Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sad. <laughs> Money, 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 money. Money, 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 money.
Tony, we gotta come up with a promo. Our listeners don't know enough about all the great stuff the final edition does. Even when we tell them it's all this like blah 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 dot 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 www.url crap. No one gets what that is on radio. They just tune it out. Well, I have the perfect way to hold their attention while we give them the goods. When I was at the National Lampoon in the 70s, our most famous cover had a cute mutt with a 38 Magnum to its head and the legend, buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog. Yeah, I remember that, but how does that help us? It was a visual image for a magazine. Meet Freckles. Freckles? Oh, there, there. Good boy. What's the matter then? Also, meet my 38 Magnum. Jesus Christ, you have a gun? Don't wave that thing around here. Is that thing loaded? Sure is. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. If you don't stay tuned to this promo while Jeff gives you all the necessary info about our fabulous website and our fabulous YouTube channel and other fabulous stuff we do, I will shoot this dog. Jesus, man, take the gun out of that defenseless animal's ear. Uh Uh-uh. Give him a good, Jeff. Oh, my God. Poor Frickles. Okay, fine. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour, you want more of what we do, go to thefinaledition.com. Our radio airs on this network on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 8, as well as Wednesday at midnight. We've also got an album. We've got a Twitter feed. We've got a great YouTube channel, Facebook, everything you can want at thefinaledition.com. Now, tell them to tap all that into their iPhones or leave themselves an audio memo. No, I won't. I told them enough, Tony. I'm calling the SBK. Tell them, tell them, or the dog gets it. I'm cocking the gun right now. Okay, listeners, please, uh, write this down. Thefinaledition.com. Thefinaledition.com. Go there for everything you want from the final edition or this crazy old British coot is going to plug old Freckles. Okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Come here, Freckles, you dumb old chum. Hey, hey, get down. Get, get down. Get away from me. Get you crazy cunt. Good job, Freckles. Get, get him. Away. Sick him. Oh, yeah, this is Jeff Chrysler God. for the final edition of Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on oh, TuneIn. 8 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights. Midnight on Wednesday. God. Ah. No, Freckles, put that thing down. You don't have opposable thumbs. No. Mr. Kalaki. What? Where am I? You're dead. Now, let's see here. Adam Kalaki, 41 years old, died in your sleep. How are you feeling? Um, wait, I died? Uh Uh-huh. Eaten by dogs. You're a sound sleeper. I don't have dogs. I'm your assigned AFA, and I'm just going to go over your files here. What, AFA? Afterlife Financial Advisor. Ah, So your mortal record looks pretty good. Organ donor, I like that. Can't see any reason to keep you out of heaven. Except, of course, your visa debt. Wait, my credit card? Uh Uh-huh. You died owing $16,000. And $90,000 in student loans. Ooh, they don't forgive those. Huh, Penn State. Nice. Yeah, but I couldn't find a job. What does this mean? Well, you can't go to heaven until you work off your debt. Work? I couldn't find work on Earth. What kind of work do you have here? Well, we have a job opening in the Seventh Circle. You're sending me to hell? Yeah, but you're staff. So you can tell yourself you're not really in hell. We need people down there to do things the talent is too busy to do. In your case, uh, demon fluffer. 
You'd help Incubi get erections so they can sodomize rapists and child killers and people who shoot rhinos just for their horns. Well, I did work one summer at an Arby's. So you're ready. You'll report to your supervisor, Balls of Deep, Lord of Salty Discharges, and if you do a good job, you can move up to a gig in limbo or purgatory or heaven. What kind of day labor does heaven need? Uh, still fluffing, actually. A lot of sodomy up there, too. Oh. Okay. Listen, you're lucky. I'm condemned to eternity of middle management. I'll never be paid off. How much do you owe? Ugh, I can't even get into it. Anyway, good luck. If Balls of Deep, Lord of Salty Discharges, suggests going to karaoke, you should totally do it. Okay, thanks. Excuse me, Ken Lay? Your two o'clock's here. Yep, send him in. Footnote, Ken Lay was involved in the Enron scandal of around 2005. Also, it's possible he's not dead. And that was our weekend weather report. I'm your talk news radio host, John Bonn. And now for celebrity news, it's Maggie Stone. Thanks for joining us, Maggie. Hi, John. I'm going to do my best today, but my boyfriend just broke up with me because I gossip too much. So I'm going to try not to gossip anymore. Oh, well, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Maggie. Uh, What celebrity news do you have for us? Okay, well, to start, as you know, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have been battling for custody over their six children, but the newest development is, you know what, it's really not my place to say. Uh, Maggie, we need you to say, that's why you're here. Uh, Is this what you want, John? You want me to just keep gossiping and never improve myself and never keep a boyfriend and just die alone? No, 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 of course not. Let's just move on, okay? Okay, okay. Jordan Peele's recent film, Get Out, is bringing in high numbers at the box office and is getting off-the-charts reviews. It has also been announced that Peele's wife and fellow comedian Chelsea Peretti is said to be... It's not my place to say. Well, uh, could you give us a hint, maybe? No, John. I'm really trying to be a better person, okay? Let's just move on. Okay? Okay. In other news, radio news host John Vaughn recently... uh, Oh, oh, no, I I definitely shouldn't say. Wait, no, no. you, You said my name. Maggie, you said my name. Why are you looking at me like that? I mean... I think you already know. What do you mean I already know? What am I supposed to know? You already did it. Did what? If it involves me, it's not gossip, Maggie. If it involves me, I need to know. I need to know. I mean, if it happened to you and you don't even know, I'm not going to tell you. Maggie, what happened? Well, that's the latest in celebrity news. I'm Maggie Stone. No, Maggie. Maggie, I need to know. What did I do? Maggie! No! No! Howdy. George Bush here. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Painting with W. Today, I'll be taking a break from painting American war veterans who were deployed 
during my presidency. Instead, I'll be painting my dog, Freddy, who I accidentally ran over with my truck a few weeks ago. <laughs> Freddy just got back from the hospital and he can't really move right now, so it's an ideal time to paint him. To start, I'm going to take out some brown, orange, and red paint to use for his fur, and some white paint to use for his plaster body cast and his head cone. By the way, I'll be using oil paint today. I'm such a big fan of oil. <laughs> let's start by dipping our brush into this white paint. Let's, let's just outline Freddy's crippled little body here. I really love how painting allows me to tell the, the stories of my subjects. Freddy here was just napping on some warm asphalt just last week when he was suddenly ambushed by a heavy motorized vehicle. That, that is my Ford F-150. Most dogs would have died immediately, but Freddy refused to let go. Isn't that right, my little hero? Next, I'll work on Freddy's big old sad eyes. When I paint an injured subject like Freddy, I really try to capture their emotion and pain without thinking too much about who might be responsible for all of that pain. Okay, now I'm using a circular stroke technique to capture the texture of Freddy's matted fur. Making art is pretty nice, isn't it? It always helps me feel better when I'm a little down. Whether it's because I just ran over my dog or I sent thousands of troops to Iraq and Afghanistan to fight in an unjust war. Ooh, just finishing Freddy's broken legs now. There's two things I like about painting portraits of the injured subjects. One, my paintings help them move on with their lives. You forgive me, right, buddy? You forgive me? Yeah, yeah, you do. And two, their injuries help me to see that my, my subject's God-given beauty. This amazing work of art I'm creating right now would have never been possible had I not practically killed Freddy. So, in a way, it's it's good that I ran over him. I guess you could say that I wouldn't be the painter I am today had I not made so many stupid mistakes in my life. To finish up, I'll just add this, this little bent tail here. <laughs> and voila! <laughs> I think I'll call this painting Freddy, Portrait of a Hero wouldn't be such a hero if he hadn't first been run over by his owner, George W. Bush. <laughs> okay, thanks for joining me. Hope you tune in next week. I'll be painting my pet parakeet, who I recently uh, accidentally sat on.
honor of the repeal of Obamacare and the introduction of GOP care or Ryan care or Trump care or the no mental health care for people driven into mental health care crises by Ryan Trump and the GOP care and then given a bunch of guns so that they can shoot people care. The final edition Radio Hour wants to revisit some of the great moments in healthcare history as brought to you by the final edition Radio Hour. We begin with another look at what really is Ryan Care and how, Lord help us, it will save us all. House Congressman Paul Ryan has presented the American people with a new budget. It does away with Obamacare, projects that Medicare's trust fund will go bankrupt, and promises, quote, real reform, unquote, of Medicare for, quote, future generations, unquote. Our strong powers and Pepper Lewis caught up with the congressman in the House gym. Congressman, what is your rationale for doing away with Obamacare? And what is your dramatic new proposal for reforming Medicare? Strong and Pepper, as a devout Catholic, I believe that our health comes from God. And that health has to be earned. How do you earn health? Clean living and good works. And that will keep ailing Americans alive? For 200 years, Americans of all denominations survived unreliable, sometimes miraculous cures based on fervent prayer. If they hadn't, there'd be no United States. As good conservatives, we need to get back to that simple trust. I intend to replace Obamacare and Medicare with a faith-based system of healing called MetaPrayer. You expect miracles to work in the 21st century? How has the church survived 2,000 years? Why are the Southern Baptists bigger than ever? Because they eat at Chick-fil-A? We'll bring faith-based healing into the 21st century. Every MetaPrayer will include the exact nature of a patient's medical condition so God's attention can be focused with laser-like precision on a cure. Can you give us an example? Right here on Skype, meet Dr. Phil Faustus, Professor Emeritus of Faith-Based Oncology at Bob Jones University. Dr. Faustus, heal thy patient. Oh, Lord, shower thy faithful patient, Tabitha McGee, age 64 of Tallahassee, diagnosed with inoperable stage 4 esophageal cancer, in the supremo chemo of thy mercy. Shrink to nothing! The 2.4 centimeter malignant tumor in the C3 vector of her squamous tissue with the blazing light of thy divine radiation! Amen! I'm cured! Praise Jesus! That old demon's flying right out of my windpipe! See? According to accredited, non-indicted GOP medical consultants, Metaprayer cure rates will kill those now claimed by wasteful Medicare providers and at a fraction of the cost. Except for Tabitha's copay. Put the bills in the bucket, honey. So, Metaprayer comes up with miraculous cures. What about prevention? Holy pictures, pilgrimages to Lourdes, above all, those lovely images of the Virgin that appear in cornflakes, rust stains, used diapers. Jesus, you're replacing effective health care by exploiting the desperation of the poor and aged. Hey, I prayed 
to an image of the Virgin just yesterday. In the second quarter receivables liabilities curve of Coke Industries, and my reflex problem cleared up like that. Wow, really? You know, I get terrible reflux. That's no miracle. You're an extremely wealthy young man who can afford to stay in shape. You know why I glow with health, Pepper? Because my heart is pure. Speaking of Jesus, Metaprayer draws its power from his awesome miracles. Jesus didn't charge for curing the sick. We don't know that. When Christ returns, I'm sure he'll charge competitive fees for miraculous services. You gotta admit, Pepper, miraculous health care, especially with Jesus 2.0, will make great television. <sighs> Ugh, I give up. Men are morons. My fellow Americans, we are a Christian nation. And faithful Christians don't really need that much medical care. This life is just preparation for the next. That's why God wants you to repeal Obamacare and get on the fast track to heaven now. This portion of the Final Edition Radio Hour is brought to you by Papa John's Pizza. Hi. Here at Papa John's, we take pride in having your fresh baked pizza. (coughs) 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 Made by workers who don't have access to health care or sick days. Like, my name is Mike. (sighs) I personally make and bake your pizza. Now, you'd think workers like me who make and bake and handle and pack your pizza would be more likely to say cough or sneeze on your pizza than workers who did have access to health care. But, no, <laughs> new, because Papa John's Pizza has a new GOP, uh, or germs off pizza policy that prohibits sick workers from sneezing, coughing, dribbling, or uh, dropping bodily fluids or scratching a disease skin and scabs and running sores in your pizza. Bon appetit. <laughs> this has been a message from your local Papa John's Pizza outlet. Gesundheit. It's time for the Final Edition Radio Hour's finance feature, Money or Die. Pharmaceutical companies constantly attack the Food and Drug Administration as the embodiment of the nanny state. Above all, for its stubborn insistence on lengthy and costly clinical trials for new drugs. But Congress is listening, and Big Pharma is finally doing some damage to the worry warts of the FDA. Fox Burnett held a round table with some of the big players in the brave new world of outsourced clinical testing. First, the news. As of January 1st, 2013, global ratings giants Moody's and Standard & Poor, not the FDA, will now rate the reliability of drugs the same way they rate the reliability of bonds, securities, and feckless little European countries. 
Heinrich von Stamen is CEO of global pharmaceutical conglomerate Smirk. At Smirk, we always balance patient health with financial health. Our financial health. That's why we object to the artificial firewall of clinical trials. We don't need them. Patients don't need them. Why inflict hideous, unbearable pain in the lab on adorable puppies and monkeys, hmm? Just to give an FDA paper pusher something to do between porn breaks? But the public has to know that drugs are safe. What's the alternative to clinical testing? Market forces should determine a drug's success. If a drug works, doctors will prescribe it and patients will demand it, just like stocks and bonds. If it doesn't work, it will die a horrible death, as will a few patients. But we have awesome lawyers and you can't make an omelette without killing a few unborn baby chickens. Better unborn baby chickens than adorable puppies and monkeys, no? So how does a rating service with no expertise in the health field rate a new drug? Moody's Paul Bearer is an unindicted mortgage-backed bond rater. Moody's will conduct its usual exhaustive review, taking into account the usual gamut of factors we look at with any financial product, a company's claims, government counterclaims, the hopes and fears of desperately sick people, and above all, the size of the product's marketing budget. Can you give us an example? Happy to. Our best rating is AAA. That's a big A for okay, two little A's for top of the class. Drugs rated AAA are judged to be of the finest quality and carry the smallest degree of infection risk. Patients for this drug are likely to be exceptionally stable and secure. Built-in protections may change, but such changes are unlikely to impair the fundamentally strong nature of such drugs. Okay, uh, what about the other end of the spectrum? Ah, that would be drugs rated triple C. The big C for you-know-what, and two nasty little Cs for (laughs) cough, please. Drugs rated triple C should only be used in ER medical events where lack of insurance and minimal oversight by underpaid, overworked staff are significant factors. Such drugs may present elements of danger with respect to the principal patient or interested parties. Our default advice is extreme caution. And while we're talking default, adverse reactions will not be default of the manufacturer. Good one. Predictably, fuss budgets like Nancy Pelosi are raising conflict of interest issues. Miss X Speaker? People, while we concur with our colleagues on the rabid right that outsourcing the regulatory burden of the FDA will trim the federal budget, holy Hannah, what choice do we have? There's a huge potential for financial hanky-panky. If Moody's are going to rate the efficacy of, say, your drugs, Herr von Seyman, how can they possibly continue rating Smirk's stocks and securities? We take criticism like Madam X-Speakers very, very seriously. If she is taking any of our medications, I'd advise her to make very, very sure that the tamper-free packaging has not been tampered with. <laughs> Is that a threat? Yes, but hopefully such measures will not be necessary. The ratings guys have thought through such issues quite carefully. Paul Bearer? I love Nancy. If she had her way, it wouldn't be a nanny state. It'd be a Nancy state. Frankly, I rate her concerns as triple C for crap 
crap and more crap. At Moody's, our drug rating and stock rating departments are staffed completely separately. And though they work on the same floor, they're totally forbidden to fraternize or even mingle. Fraternize, mingle, you're done at Moody's. Reassuring. So, Herr von Stamen, will new drugs be subject to any old-fashioned testing at all? Yes, all our drugs are thoroughly tested. Rest easy on that score, America. The FDA wants clinical trials to continue, but in our labs, on our time frame, with a slightly lower threshold of negative outcomes. So, our hugely popular anti-antidepressant Sadvil simply had to demonstrate that it did not cause violent convulsion, massive oral hemorrhaging, and death. Our new alpha blocker, Dryagra, which shrinks enlarged prostates, will only have to show it doesn't make a test subject's scrotum explode. Moody's is currently accepting applications for new test subjects at your local emergency room. Next week on Money or Die, the new Goldman Sachs Food Administration bets big time that you can't eat all that. Lupus. It can ignite inflammation through your entire body. Attacking virtually any organ at any time, inflicting indescribable pain and exhaustion. It is chronic and it is incurable. And do you know what causes lupus? That's right. Unions. Mother f unions. A message from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and now, Joan Baez will sing a song about unions. I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night Alive as you and me Now our finance feature, Money or Die. An unexpected merger today between Pfizer, the world's largest pharmaceutical company, and beloved fast food giant McDonald's sent shockwaves of excitement throughout Wall Street. Pfizer CEO Ian Reid... This was a no-brainer. For years, McDonald's has been creating millions of patients for our meds, meds which keep their consumers alive so they can go back for more of those 99-cent specials. So why not work hand-in-hand? Hand? Stock prices soared as the new Megacorp rolled out a groundbreaking McHealth menu. Fred Golgoth, McDonald's Global VP of Food Engineering, explained it to me at their flagship franchise on 42nd Street in New York City. A great example of our groundbreaking McHealth menu is the uh, delicious new McBLT, uh, bacon, Lipitor, and tomato. Mm. Yeah. Nationwide surveys indicate massive approval for the merger among McDonald's customers. Our Stone Peck checked out a franchise in remote Bullwallop, West Texas. Meet Sue Gomfucker, mayor of Bullwallop. Hey, Sue, you're a regular here, right? Sure am. I dine at my favorite restaurant two, three, four times a day. What's that tasty-looking meal? This is a premium, crispy chicken McLyrica classic. I've got a generalized anxiety disorder. This allows me to get all the anti-convulsant I need along with the bacon I crave. Sue's husband, Lem, is also sampling the new McHealth menu. Lem, I understand you suffer from chronic gout? Yep. <clears throat> yep. Used to hurt so bad if I... Could have been over, I'd have hacked off my toes with an axe. 
Not anymore. Just get me a couple of Mexiloprim red meat rib wraps. Um, yeah, I can dance all night. What's that other item on your plate? Oh, that's dessert. Southern style McApple Viagra pie with cheese. Well, I reckon I'll have something to say about that. (laughs) Happy meals indeed. Fred Golgoth, wrap this up for us. Thanks to the largest fast food chain on earth, people can now eat all they want and not die. Now, how great is that? Didn't Subway just become the largest fast food chain in the world? Well, yeah, but... We still have the largest customers. Hello, children. This is the story of Stuart, the friendly SUV. Stuart wasn't like all other SUVs. His SUV mother, an SUV father, and SUV brothers and sisters all looked down on other cars. They look like ants. His brother said. We are so high and they are so low. We don't even speak to their kind. His mother said. They should be thankful we even let them on the road. The nurses are stealing from me. His father said. For his father was very old. Where are my shoes? But whenever Stuart saw a tiny car or motorcycle, he would rush up and give it a great big hug. I love you! What the hell is wrong with you? His brother didn't understand. I don't understand. His mother didn't understand. I don't understand. His father didn't understand. His father didn't understand anything. The Armenian genocide is a lie. And the other cars didn't understand. Let's all dance! Damn it, stay in your own lane! But one day, Stuart was driving north on the 605 toward the Interstate 5 interchange, which is always fucking terrible, by the way, when he met someone different. Hi, I'm a rented moving van driven by a kid who got his license a week ago. Will you be my friend? Let's kiss on the mouth. Oh, boy. And the moral is, intimacy equals death. You are alone because you are supposed to be. No one deserves love, least of all you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Having a star of this magnitude at our venue is an honor. We'll do whatever it takes to keep her happy. Great. Here's her writer. Wow, she demands a lot. I'm sorry, I I know she's your boss, but she's kind of a diva. You take that back! Oh my gosh, Miss Vagina, you're a literal vagina! I mean, I'm so sorry. Don't upset her. The last time this happened, she got stressed, and it was a bloodbath for well over a week. Ew. Yeah, you get it. Typically, she's a real pain for five to seven days at a time, but stress can make her freak out and go on longer. I'm sorry, Miss Vagina. Uh, What can I get you? A glass of water? I can mix in some vinegar. I heard that's good for singers. Vinegar is terrible for me, despite popular belief. No, thank you. Just give me a warm, but not too warm, place to lie down you know, fabric that breathes, like cotton. It doesn't breathe too much, like cotton. A regular blanket won't work? No, I keep my pH exactly in balance. And trust me, you won't like me when my pH isn't perfectly in balance. She's not lying, and be careful. Any little thing can set her pH off, and if it's even slightly off, she'll be irritated for days. Gosh, okay. We have a hot tub for special clients. Uh, would you like to use the hot tub? No, I can't just sit in water Man, she does not like to sit in water. That's like the first thing in her writer. Why, does she get all pruney or something? You really know nothing about Miss Vagina, do you? I mean, I was really excited to meet Miss Vagina, but now I just kind of want to, you know, do my thing and get out fast. I wish I could tell you that it gets easier to work with her, but it doesn't. 
Miss Vagina, would you like something to drink? Not with vinegar, of course. Yes, hydration. I need hydration. Leslie, give her my special mug I always drink from. A cup for a diva, am I right? A diva cup? I heard that! You were really pushing my button. Never mind. I'll be my trailer. Great. Now you've really irritated her. Miss Vagina, wait! What a cunt. I Welcome to the Thursday night meeting of the St. Mark's Place chapter of On and On and On. You ever realize how tomorrow is always not today? All right, all right, all right, all right, calm down. Let's all say the monotony prayer. God grant me the ability to accept those I cannot silence, the courage to silence those I cannot accept, and the wisdom to hide my tracks at all times. Okay, who'd like to be the first to share with us this evening? Hi, my name is Bob, and I'm a talkaholic. Hi, Bob. It all started back when I was two years old. I remember saying the word pudding, and all the grown-ups laughed and clapped, and I just kept saying pudding over and over and over and over and over. And they kept cheering me on. But after a while, it got a bit weird. I just couldn't stop. Pudding, 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 pudding. I kept going on and on for hours. I remember that we lived in a brick row house. We had clocks on almost every wall. In those days, my father had a station wagon. He kept the car, that the car so clean he, you could eat off of it. But, but I digress. Anyway, after saying pudding for a long time, I finally fell asleep. But in the morning, I woke up, and I had to go to the bathroom, like like you do. And it started all over again. Pudding, 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 pudding. Finally, my parents had to take me to a doctor. The doctor told them that there was only one solution. I had to learn more words. He said that I, w- I was like a needle stuck in the groove of a record that, that, I, that I would keep repeating, pudding, until there was something else I could say. So they enrolled me in a special class to expand my vocabulary. They figured if, if they could get me to concentrate on other words, I'd be cured. Words like lathe and cabbage and rudimentary and log and dim and average and teapot and kidney stone. The problem was they were just treating the symptom. Pudding wasn't the problem. I was addicted to hearing the sound of my own voice, saying words. I went on and on and on and on and on and on. After many years, I realized this was a disease. The only way to treat it was to go cold turkey on pudding. 
One word was too many, and a million words was not enough. I couldn't stop. I would go on a word bender for three, four days until my throat was bleeding and my ears were ringing from Lagoria. 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 I love that word. I remember many years ago, I think it was in September, there was a man named Charles, and he wore a amid the noise and waste and remember what comfort there may be in owning a piece thereof. Avoid quiet and passive persons unless you are in need of sleep. Rotate your tires. Speak glowingly of those greater than yourself and heed well their advice even though they be turkeys. Know what to kiss and when Consider that two wrongs never make a right, but that three do. Wherever possible, put people on hold. Be comforted that in the face of all aridity and disillusionment, and despite the changing fortunes of time, there is always a big future in computer maintenance. Remember the Pueblo. Strive at all times to bend, fold, spindle, and mutilate. Know yourself. If you need help, call the FBI. Exercise caution in your daily affairs, especially with those persons closest to you. That lemon on your left, for instance. Be assured that a walk through the ocean of most souls would scarcely get your feet wet. Fall not in love, therefore, it will stick to your face. Gracefully surrender the things of youth, birds, clean air, tuna, Taiwan, and let not the sands of time get in your lunch. Hire people with hooks. For a good time, call 606-4311. Ask for Ken. Take heart amid the deepening gloom that your dog is finally getting enough cheese. And reflect that whatever misfortune may be your lot, it could only be worse in Milwaukee. You are a fluke of the universe. You have no right to be here. And whether you can hear it or not, the universe is laughing behind your back. Therefore, Make peace with your God, whatever you conceive him to be, hairy thunderer or cosmic muffin.
with all its hopes, dreams, promises, and urban renewal, the world continues to deteriorate. Give up. You are a That's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Eddie Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hindra and Jeff Chrysler, West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2014. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.